Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Whether you're joining me on my drive to work or I'm joining you on yours, welcome in. It's good to have you here. It's been a minute since my last episode, but we have a ton of news, ton of great news, NBA schedule, NBA free agency. Let's get at it. All right, so the NBA season, the NBA schedule is set. The NBA will be coming back on December 22nd in about one month from right now. We're going to have NBA regular season basketball back again. Um, It's super exciting. I mean, the NBA season ended early October 11th, October 12th, early October, and we're going to have regular season basketball within two months from then. Pretty exciting. So the NBA season is going to start on December 22nd. We're going to get those Christmas games, which were kind of huge to the NBA, to the the TV deals, and getting some money. You know, the NBA lost a ton of money having to shut down the season with COVID, um, doing the bubble and all that stuff. So just trying to get some money back. Hopefully, get get some some viewership for those Christmas Day games and for the rest of the season. So I believe they're going to play 72 games in the regular season, so it'll be a shortened season, but not by much, which is pretty great. Um, So December 22nd start date, 72-game season. There's going to be two halves to the season, so it's going to be the the first half schedule. I don't think it's out yet, but it will be out. And then, you know, due to – based on – things that are games that are postponed and and things like that they're going to have announced the second half of the season later on just in case they need to make any changes or or anything like that so so um so that'll be really exciting it'll be awesome to have i mean it's great that they're going to be able to do 72 games and make it as close to a normally length season as possible so so it'll, you know, there's not going to be, it's not going to be like, like the MLB season that had to be 60 games, you know, compared to their 162 games. This will be closer to really just a normal season or even like a lockout season or something. So, so 72 games. And then they're going to, they're going to keep the play in playoff tournament format for this year's playoffs. So that's another new change to the schedule or to the season. Um, so it'll be the oh great someone the police officers are sh- shutting down the freeway. Um, so the play-in tournament. I don't know if I know all the details off the top of my head, but it'll look like the seventh, eighth, seventh and eighth seeds will have to play each other the ninth and 10th seeds will have to play each other and you'll have to win 
if you're a nine or ten seed, you have to win two two or so games to make it into the playoffs. If you're a seven or eight seed, you have to win like one game. So it does favor the seven and eight seed, but it doesn't make it easy, and it gives the teams that are just on the brinks of the playoffs some incentives to to not you know tank or anything like that. So you know I think it was really fun the, the plan tournament during the bubble. So I th- I th- I mean I think it's a it's a good idea. It's a, a great time to test it out. You know things are kind of still in that in that mode to test things out. So um, I think I think it's exciting. I think it'll all be good. So what does this mean for the Lakers? What does the short season mean? Or you know the short season and the short off season? I touched on that a little bit in my last episode. I think it does affect them in some way. I think that we will definitely see LeBron James and Anthony Davis um, restricting their minutes a little bit more, kind of making sure that they aren't going too crazy. Because they've pretty much, I mean, they had a big break in between March and the bubble, but then the bubble was three months or two months of like non-stop basketball pretty much playing every other day especially once you got into the playoffs playing every other day um you know they went all the way to the end they won the championship so it's like there's a lot a lot of strain on the body and all that stuff and it'd have to turn that around in, in october you know october 12th to december 22nd like it's a few months but not not too much time so I think it'll affect the Lakers in that we may see some minute restrictions for their for the stars and and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I don't think it affects them too much. Um, it's po- I mean, it's possible that playing only a few months later keeps them in like a rhythm, kind of keeps them. It hasn't been. I mean, there you're not going to do a longer hiatus than the COVID hiatus, which was like five months in the middle of a season so I mean that I think is gonna that would have been harder to deal with than this break even you know the shorter break after going all the you know going the distance I think I think that that'll be harder I think we'll see LeBron James play in the big games like the Christmas Day game he'll probably play um any nationally televised games he might play in but is LeBron James going to be getting up to play the Wizards on a Wednesday? Most likely not, at least not like in the early part of the season. Um, another th- another thing to mention about the season is I believe that they're doing series-style games, kind of how the MLB does their games um, normally, where you have two teams play each other and they play three to four games um, all in a row, so that actually be that'll actually be kind of fun if the NBA is indeed doing that, um, and this will kind of help. the The idea is to help limit a bunch of travel um, because of COVID and all that stuff. So the Lakers, you know, they'll play the Clippers, but they'll play the Clippers in a three game series in the season, as opposed to playing the Clippers once, and then a month goes by or two months go by, and then they play the Clippers again. They'll play them all at once, um, and I believe that is what they're doing. I I could be wrong, but I think that'll be really fun. 
make things kind of exciting. It gives things more of a playoff feel when you're playing the same team a few times. Um, it's a little bit different than baseball, obviously, because baseball you have different pitchers going. Um, the, the, the lineup could be different. So it, it's not always as if you're playing the same team. I mean, you're, you are playing the same team, but you're not always playing the exact same players. And you don't have, like, set plays in baseball, things like, you know, different sets. So the series format in baseball definitely makes sense. I don't think the series format works long-term in the NBA. Or it's, I don't know, I mean, it works, but it's not, it's just not the same. I think it'll be fun in this special type of season. But I don't know that long-term it's something that the Lakers do. But we can definitely touch on that more once the season starts and we kind of see how it works out. But... I mean, it does give it a bit of a playoff feel, which is kind of fun. You know, these, like, best two out of three series or so. Um, so looking forward to that. I think that'll be fun. It'll be a fun wrinkle, at least, to look forward to in the season. Um, and, and yeah, I think, going back to what I was saying, I think the Lakers do well. I I think that there's they are, and we'll get to this more, based on their offseason moves that they made this weekend are again the favorites or definitely in the top two or three for uh, contending for an NBA championship in the 2020-2021 season. So I think it'll be important that the Lakers do, that LeBron does get his rest. I We might see something similar to what he did with the Cavs. Um, I forget what year it was. 2015 or 2016 or 2017 where things weren't really working out it seemed like and LeBron was like not playing a ton and this is like in January of the season so it's like middle of the season not the stakes aren't too high and everyone was like doubting on the Cavs and LeBron thinking that they weren't gonna make they were questioning if they were even gonna make the playoffs and then LeBron comes back, turns things on. Not only do the Cavs make the playoffs, they get to the title, they get to the to the finals, and I forget what year that was, so I can't remember if they win or lose. But um, a lot to a lot to pay attention to, a lot going on, a lot of new little wrinkles um, that the the casual NBA fan might not have noticed, and even even myself, I don't know them all yet. I'm not not all read up totally on them but definitely something to look into something to look forward to and i'm just excited to have the nba back already in december all right let's move on and let's talk about nba free agency nba free agency started on friday i'm recording this on monday 23rd started on friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time, and I would say that the Lakers knocked it out of the park. I, I'm i not sure if they have any more moves to make or not, or if they can, um, but the Lakers had about as good of an offseason, I think, as they could have, and considering that it is such a weird situation with the offseason this year, there weren't any big hitters any big crazy things like the Kawhi stuff um, last season, but overall, like a really, a really great free agency from the Lakers. So the Lakers started it off 
Uh, and this came before free agency started. This so last week on on Monday, trading was you're allowed to start trading or like negotiating deals. Um, and then the NBA draft was on Wednesday, so those deals couldn't be officially finalized until at least uh, Wednesday, I believe. And that's especially because if there were picks involved with the trades, then they couldn't be made official until those draft picks were made. So on Wednesday, the Lakers had the 20... Well, I'll get to, I'll get to that. So on I think this came out on Sunday, so the day before trades were allowed to happen, the, the Lakers were making... Uh, having talks with OKC to make a deal for Dennis Schroeder. If you don't know who Dennis Schroeder is, Dennis Schroeder is the point guard for for the Thunder. He I don't he wasn't a starter because they had Chris Paul. Um, he was a six man. He was runner up for six man of the year. Um, and he's a, he's just a good he's a twenty seven years old. He's a little on the smaller side. He's like six foot one, one eighty five, one ninety. Um, but he's a scrappy player. He his best player comparison is Rondo, which is great because the Lakers were afraid that Rondo would would walk, would take a better deal somewhere else after this season, after the great performance he had in the playoffs. So the Lakers got a guy that can kind of, I won't say fill the shoes of Rondo because Rondo did play a huge part. He's a veteran. He's a seasoned veteran. He's a leader. Um, so that's, those are big shoes to fill. But in terms of of what he can do on the court, Dennis Schroeder can come in and he can um, fill that role, I'll say. He can fill the role that Rondo had, that Rondo played. Um, but if you watch if you watch his highlights, he looks just like Rondo, the way he, he he's a quick, quick guard that dribbles around. Um, he can attack the basket. He can, he can shoot. He's not the best shooter, but he can shoot. Um, he can pass. I think he'll be a great addition to the Lakers, especially considering that we were um, not totally sure where the guard position was going to end up by the time the season started. You know, we're going to keep Rondo. We're going to keep Avery Bradley. And and so adding a guy like Dennis Schroeder, I think, is a, is a really good move. And so to get Schroeder, we traded OKC uh, Danny Green and the, the number 28 pick in the first round of this year's draft so you know didn't have to give up too much Danny Green you know he played a good role he was a starter the thing is like Danny Green gets a bad rap but he was a starter a starting player on an NBA championship team um he had some rough moments he was not nearly as consistent as we would have liked him to be but you have to give the man credit where where it's due and I think at the very least he played a role on a championship-winning team where he started most most games. So I think that, um, you know, it's in some ways, like, sad to see Danny Green go. But at the same time, if, if there was anyone the Lakers were going to trade, Danny Green is the guy kind of to do that. He was being paid around $15 million, um, which made it nice. You know, you could get a decent guy like Dennis Schroeder by trading him and and trading that pick. Um, the pick I'm definitely cool with trading. I think this draft, this, this draft is a pretty strong draft, um, but, but there weren't any like crazy stars, at least no one, no one like Zion, no one like LeBron, no one like Carmelo, you know, like those types of guys were like coming out of college. You, 
you know or you have a very strong inkling that that guy is going to be an NBA star, a superstar. There wasn't really, or there isn't, there wasn't really anyone like that in this year's draft. A lot of very solid players, guys that could be definitely solid role players, that could be starters, that could be, that could make big contributions to to teams. But no, no one that's going to be like a superstar like LeBron or Zion or or even like John Morant, you know. So, so this draft is a very strong draft, a very deep draft in the sense that down to the 28th pick, you could get a guy that's a solid contributor to a team and that could eventually start in the NBA one day. So it's a deep draft, but considering the Lakers and where they're at, we do not need... I mean, it's always good to have young talent, to have someone that you can can mold into the next superstar or whatever, but the NBA is a veteran, is a veteran league. To win in the NBA, you need veterans. To win in the NBA, to win a championship, you need guys that have been there before, that have done it. Um, and I think that's part of why the Lakers were so successful this past season. So, all that being said, is the Lakers don't need that that uh, that draft pick. They needed a guy like Dennis Schroeder, who is still young, 27, still you know in his prime and has a few years left in his prime. Um, that can fill a role, that can contribute to a team that is looking to repeat um, and win another championship. So. I think that was a great trade, a great move by the Lakers, done before the, um, done before free agency started, done before the draft started. So, um, so then the draft happened on Wednesday. Like I said, nothing was official until at least Wednesday. So, technically, when you look at the draft board, the Lakers made the 28th pick. Um, albeit, I'm sure the team that whether. So there were some moves that happened afterwards that were OKC traded either a pick or trade they traded Danny Green. So I'm not sure. I think the Timberwolves ended up with that pick. or I'm not totally sure who ended up with the 28th pick, but whoever ended up with it, I'm sure kind of dictated to the Lakers who they wanted. Um, but, or maybe they make the pick and it just shows up with the Lakers. I'm not, I don't totally, I'm not totally sure. But all that being said, the draft happened Wednesday. So then the, the trade became official later in the week last week where Dennis Schroeder is officially a Laker. So, super exciting news. Um, I think that adding him to to uh, a guard, you know, him along with Alex Caruso, I think it'll be huge. So, coming into free agency, starting that, which started on Friday, you know, the Lakers, we were kind of targeting a few things, or at least a couple things. The big thing was a wing defender, a big body, a big guard, that can that can cover someone like Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, um, or could even step in on a guy like like Giannis, um, and so the so that was a, that was that was the first focus the Lakers needed needed to focus on. The next one was shooting, I think, and someone that could stretch the floor, a big man that could shoot. So those are kind of like the things that I, I, I mean. The things that I think the Lakers definitely needed, thing the big man they could shoot someone that something that I personally um, was hoping the Lakers would pick up, and so the Lakers news came out pretty early on Friday um, that the Lakers were going to sign Wesley Matthews. So Wesley Matthews played for the Bucks. He's a shooting guard, pretty big body. I think he's like six four, six five. Um, but the main thing is he can. 
he can cover those wing players. He can cover a Kawhi Leonard. Um, and I think it's pretty telling that Wesley Matthews, who was playing for the Bucks, who, you know, the Bucks are, in theory, last year the Bucks were a contender for the championship. Everything came short, and they lost in the second round and did not have the season we were all expecting. But they were a contender, and the fact that Wesley Matthews chose to leave the Bucks for the Lakers, another contender, um, is is in a way pretty telling to me. I think that he sees a lot more with the Lakers than he did with the Bucks. Um, I think the Bucks, there are some stories going on where the Bucks, their front office does not totally seem to be to be with it. They had a sign and trade deal in theory all set up to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, and basically, I think they kind of spoke about it too soon. Bogdan said he wasn't really into it, and the deal fell through. And there's just a bit of incompetency with that front office that had that's been going on, um, and so that could be part of it. Where Wesley Matthews just doesn't doesn't trust the team and wanted out. And so, anyways, Wesley Matthews signed with the Lakers, and he's gonna fit. I think he will fit that role of a of a wing defender that can make his big contributions on the defensive end. And that's the thing with the Lakers is when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yes, you do need guys that can that can shoot around them or guys that can make plays around them on the offensive end. But really, the most important thing, and we saw this in last season, in the last season with uh, with them winning the championship and everything, is defense is huge. And when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis on the offensive end, you got you need guys that can fill that defensive role. LeBron and Anthony Davis can play lockdown defense. You need other guys that can stop the other team because you don't need as much of the offensive firepower as 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 other teams might need. So yeah, Wesley Matthews can 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 hit a three or he can make a play, but that contribution is not nearly as important as his the contribution that he can make on the defensive end. And so I'm hoping that he can really fill that role, like I said, of the wing defender. He can kind of fill Danny Green's role as a 3-and-D kind of guy. You know, I'm not sure how much of a spot-up shooter he is, um, but I'm definitely more concerned about about the defensive end of things. If you have guys that can lock down on defense against the other team, then, then that's huge. And it doesn't matter as much if you don't shoot 40% from three or 38% from three if you're able to lock down the other team. So, And, and if you can hit... 38% of the time from three, then that's fantastic. So Wesley Matthews, awesome pickup for the Lakers. And then uh, I think this was late Friday night. I can't remember if it was late Friday night or late Saturday night. But it, news came out that the Lakers signed Montrez Harrell. From, uh, he played for the Clippers last season. He was the sixth man of the year last season. He's a big man. He's a center. Um, and it's a pick that no one, I don't think anyone really saw coming. I don't think the Lakers. I don't think anyone saw saw coming the Lakers signing Montrezl Harrell. So Montrezl Harrell, he will. So let's talk about first, kind of who the Lakers, which players have left Lakers so far, and a lot of this happened like at the same time. So like, you know, the news came out that the Lakers signed Wesley Matthews, and then news came out that the Lakers 
um, you know, that Dwight Howard signed somewhere else or that Rondo signed somewhere else. And it kind of all, nothing, it was never like, okay, Rondo left, so now the Lakers sign X player. <clears throat> it was always kind of happening all at the same time. I think, you know, the players wait to hear what the team does and the team waits to hear what the players do kind of at the same time. And, and it goes from there. So Dwight Howard, he signed with the 76ers. And that case was one where it was a little confusing. It sounded like the Lakers were trying to bring back Howard and there was some miscommunication or misunderstanding as to what was happening. Um, you know, Dwight Howard had tweeted, like, you know, coming back, L.A. baby, purple and gold, something, something. Um, and then a few minutes later, deleted the tweet. And then news came out that he had signed with the Sixers. And then right around the same time, news came out that the Lakers signed Montrezl Harrell. So, from what I had heard on Twitter, it looked like the Lakers were... They had a deal kind of in place with Dwight Howard, but it wasn't official. And then Dwight Howard tweeted it. And then the Lakers told Dwight Howard to delete the tweet because nothing was set in stone yet. But then I think Dwight Howard took that as he was that the Lakers weren't trying to bring him back. So then he accepted a deal with the 76ers or something along those lines. It's so I don't think anyone really knows exactly what happened, but it was definitely a, a weird situation and unfortunately, an unfortunate situation if if the Lakers were indeed trying to bring Dwight back and he misunderstood and and whatnot. But all that being said is the Lakers bring brought in Montres Harrell, who can he can play so he won sixth man of the year. I don't know if the Lakers will have him come off the bench or if he'll be a starting center or not. Um all that being said, he's a he could he's a huge difference maker. He can play alongside Anthony Davis. Um, you know, he got a lot of flack in the playoffs for not putting up good numbers and not performing well for the Clippers. Um, and you know, I don't know how much it's tough because it's like you want to give everyone had a weird situation going into the bubble. Some players have some family issues. Some players had to leave. I think he was one of those players I had to leave at one point um, during the seeding games, or, or he came late. I forget exactly what happened, but, um, you know, he didn't perform too well. Some players didn't perform well. Playing in the bubble was tough, and the Clippers didn't have great chemistry. They had good players, but their team – they I would say the Clippers had good players or even great players, but they didn't have a good team. And I think that made it a lot harder for players that were struggling in the bubble. You didn't have that leadership. The leadership of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I think, was was light years better than most teams in the NBA. And so, you know, I think guys like Montrezl Harrell struggled in the bubble. And I think they struggled personally, maybe mentally. And I think you saw that come out on the court. And so... So you have a lot of people laughing at the Lakers for signing Montres Harrell when he played so bad. But at the end of the day, I mean, he averaged like 18 or 19 points for the Clippers. Big rebound getter. Um, a big. He's a guy that he he's a guy that's like a hustle player, but also can get points. Um, and so getting a big man like that, I think he's definitely an upgrade to 
what the Lakers had between JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Um, I mean, I definitely hope so, considering the amount of money that he's getting paid. So he, he should be a, an upgrade between the two guys. Um, and, a, and a great gift for the Lakers, and a great one that, that no one was really expecting. So now the Lakers have Montres Harrell, sixth man of the year last year, Dennis Schroeder, uh, runner-up sixth man of the year last year, Wesley Matthews, a great uh, a big defender, a wing defender, hopefully he can play that 3 and D role, um, a good pickup for the Lakers, a guy who's actually Wesley Matthew, Wesley Matthews, his dad played for the Lakers, and I believe he won two championships with them in 87 and 88 so that's pretty exciting kind of fun to have that legacy on the Lakers and then the last news that has come out before this podcast was last night the Lakers were were finalizing a deal with Marcus Gasol so another huge guy another huge player for the Lakers that can make some some impact a guy that He's getting old, you know. He's in his, in his. I think he's like thirty-five, mid-thirties. He's definitely getting up there in age, but he is a guy that, you know, he played for the Raptors. He won a championship with the Raptors. He is a big. He's a big body that can play inside. He can shoot from outside. Um, he kind of brings that that Euro, Euro big man NBA. Uh, to the to the to the table, he. I mean, it, the thing that's most fun about it is really the the storyline, the off the court stuff, or I guess on the court still, but the storyline where you have so Marcus Hall was initially picked by the Lakers, um, back in two thousand eight, I think two thousand seven, probably two thousand seven. Um, he was he was initially drafted by the Lakers and never played for the Lakers, was traded um, in a package to the Memphis Grizzlies for his brother, Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol comes to the Lakers. The Lakers go to three straight uh, championship or three straight, three straight finals, win two of three, two out of two out of those three. And Pau is now, you know, in that list of Lakers legends, I would say. Um, great, a great big man, a great power forward for the Lakers, Pau Gasol was. Um, and so now the Lakers signed Marc Gasol. He kind of comes back. He, I don't know what his how long he'll play in the NBA for. Um, I'm assuming he only has a one-year deal with the Lakers, but, you know, this could be his last season. Uh, it could be – maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, he could ride out his career with the Lakers, kind of where his career technically started. Um, it's kind of fun. And, and I think I saw on Twitter last night that – Mark Gasol playing for the Lakers would make him and Powell would be the only two brothers to have ever ever played for the Lakers, even at different times. So that's kind of a fun um, random fact, I guess. So, but but the thing is, like, Mark Gasol plays a huge. So the Lakers probably initially were targeting of the big men that were available. So they get Montre, they sign Montres Harrell, and then. The other big man that they probably were targeting was Serge Ibaka, who I think would have been a better pickup than Marcus Gasol had the Lakers been able to get him. But I don't know how realistic it was for them to pick up Serge Ibaka. I think the Clippers ended up signing him. Um, so then the Lakers went for their next best choice, 
which was Marcus Saul, the kind of the big three, the three big men that, that people were going after um, on over the weekend were Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, and and Demarcus Cousins. And so, of those three, the Lakers end up getting Marcus Saul, who is a great pickup, a guy that you know he's not a long term player. He's a guy that is going to come in this season. He will make an impact. He can stretch the floor, and he can hopefully he'll provide hopefully provide that veteran leadership that that you need for the young guys that are on the team. There's not many young guys, but for the ones that are there, he 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 adds that veteran leadership. He's uh, played in the playoffs many times. He's won a championship. He's been there before. So you add a guy like that that can perform, that can knock down some threes, that can play big down low. Um, I think overall it's a great pickup for the Lakers if he can stay healthy. And the other wrinkle with Marcus Gasol is there had been news. Um, I, don't, I don't know when it came out exactly, if it was while the bubble was happening still or um, just during the offseason. But, you know, some news that, that because of COVID and everything, Marcus Gasol was considering sitting out from the NBA and just going back home to Spain and playing – in a professional league over in Spain so that he could be with his family and whatnot. So totally reasonable thing for someone to want to do. And so that is a bit of a risk potentially for the Lakers with Marcus All. I don't know, you know, with these contracts and how they work with the NBA and stuff, I don't know what he is obligated or not obligated to do for the Lakers. Um, I don't know if he could just decide to tell the Lakers, sorry, going over to Spain, going to be over there during the season I don't know if he can or can't do that um I know there's been players like with the draft with European guys where they get drafted by drafted in the NBA but they never sign and they just stay in uh in Europe and it ends up being like a waste of a draft pick so considering that Marcus Hall has signed or is going to sign with the Lakers I would imagine that it kind of obligates him or or at least it shows that he is planning to play in the NBA this season so, something to look out for. I'm not totally sure, not totally read up on the latest on that news, but that was a concern with Marcus Saul was whether or not he was going to stay in in the U.S. Um, I guess he was in Canada before, but in the NBA or go back to Spain and be home with his family. So, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, he stays with the Lakers. Um, you know, for the Lakers' sake, that is, and and hopefully he can help bring a championship to the Lakers so overall I would say the Lakers have had a if I were to grade this offseason or this free agency for the Lakers I would say I would give them I would definitely give them an A I think that they filled all the roles that they needed to um, even if they maybe didn't get their first the first options that they wanted um, they got guys that were formidable players that can play a role that can make a difference and and hopefully you know hopefully the Lakers can use these pieces to, to repeat and to make it make a run for for the championship next year. So, in terms of guys that have left the Lakers that we know of so far, we have Dwight Howard, like I mentioned, to the Sixers. Um, Rondo did sign a deal with the Hawks. You know, the Hawks have actually picked up some good guys. They they could be a team to look out for next season. Um, Rondo signed a deal with the Hawks. Avery Bradley signed somewhere else. I don't... I forget where he signed. Um, 
So the Lakers did lose two guards in Rondo and Bradley, so that Dennis Schroeder pickup is even better, you know, kind of in hindsight looking back, knowing who the Lakers ended up with. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. The Lakers, I think to, I think in order to get Marcus Hall, I think the Lakers had to trade or will have to trade JaVale McGee. Um, so I think he's ending up in Cleveland. So the Lakers lose JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, but they pick up Montrezl Harrell and Marcus Hall. You know, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee played a huge role during the regular season. They played well for the Lakers overall. Dwight Howard's had some great moments in the playoffs. He hit, he hit that long three to end the finals, uh, which was awesome. JaVale McGee definitely kind of wasn't able to have as much of an impact during the playoffs, but he did have an impact during the regular season. They definitely contributed to a winning team, to a championship team. So any you know, anytime you have a guy like that that contributed and played well, um, to see them to see them leave it is definitely it's a you know it's a it's sad, but knowing who the Lakers are getting in return or who are filling that spot filling those spots with, it definitely makes it more of a bittersweet thing. You know, it's sad to see them go because it was fun to watch them fun to have those memories of them on a championship winning team but at the end of the day I think the Lakers are getting better I think they are doing what they need to do to get better and and I think you know uh Rob Polinka said this where you know you want to run it back when you win a championship but at the end of the day you have to get better you have to do what you can to set yourself up to to repeat and so I think the Lakers are doing just that and so Sad to see Rondo go. Sad to see Avery Bradley go. Sad to see Dwight and JaVale go. Um, but it's awesome to see who the Lakers have been able to 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 sign and bring on at the team. So it'll be so definitely looking forward to see what the Lakers can do. You know, I'm not sure what else the Lakers might have in store. You know, they've used up most of the cap space that they had, if not all of it. So not sure if they can sign anyone else. They, there could be some trades that could happen. Um, I know the Lakers were in the running. You know, they were a top team to try and sign and trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich as well. Um, so I'm not sure where that is. Haven't seen any recent news on that one, but something to look out for. Um, what else? Uh, Markeith Morris on the Lakers. Still have to see what happens with him. If he stays with the Lakers, if they're able to re-sign him or if he signs elsewhere. And... Um, yeah, I mean, kind of have to go from there. But that's the news there. The Lakers, like an A grade of a free agency so far, uh, picking up six man of the year, trading for runner-up six man of the year, picking up Marc Gasol, picking up Wesley Matthews. Um, the Lakers are pretty much done everything that people on Twitter and and sports talk hosts and whatnot. Everything that the Lakers have done are are what people were saying the Lakers should do or hopefully could do that were within the realm of possibilities. The Lakers have made that happen, so I'm sure it makes it easier when you win a championship, but hats off to Rob Palenka for some great GM work, picking up some guys, um, and picking up guys from contenders. So they picked up Wesley Matthews from the Bucks, who was a cont- playing on a contender. Picked up Montrez Harrell, who was sixth man of the year on the Clippers, who were a contender. Um, Marcus Saul coming from the Raptors. That's a contending a contender team. Um, and then trading for Dennis Schroeder. Like, not only did they pick up good players, but it's not like these were good players that were stuck on bad teams. 
these were picking up good players that were playing on contending NBA contending teams or contending NBA teams so I think that makes it even more sweet like it's not like these were just good players these were good players that were already in good or decent situations with the team they're on and they chose the Lakers over that team so I don't know to me it's just like the cherry on top of everything so um, we'll continue to monitor what happens during free agency we'll continue to to see what the Lakers can do um, if anyone else signs elsewhere other than the Lakers or if the Lakers are able to make any other pickups but so far so good for the Lakers thank you for listening Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!